recording with Mr. Mike Michael Mike Ferris on Friday, June 2nd, 2023 at 2.16 p.m. Eastern Time. You have the patience of a saint because I've rescheduled on you several times. And as I was just telling you, I'm coming from about 10 days off of being up in my parents' basement, eating about 10,000 calories a day, sleeping 14 to 16 hours a day, really doing nothing. And uh, coming back to the podcast, which is... Working out, meditating, audiobooks, thumbnails, email. It's kind of discombobulating. And I really do feel like a. It's like when you're at cruising altitude, you don't really think about the fact you're going 600 miles an hour. But that first five minutes of the flight is very apparent that you are not on the. You know, it's back in your fucking seat and it's your ears are popping. But once you get to that altitude, it's what, you know, you fall asleep. And I forget that for months at a time I'm at cruising altitude and it's not until I take time off that I realize in no way do I have a normal work schedule so uh with that I'm going to shut my mouth and uh I'm going to post the live link while you introduce yourself Mike how are you doing I'm good man you know first of all let me start off by saying thank you uh for having me come on your show yeah. I mean I uh, I listened to your you got the rat pack coming on later yeah you know, oh, I yeah. heard some of my I, I refer to them as the rat pack and uh they uh you know those guys are uh they're, the they're gems man they're the I've never had them all together you you the way you mature like how you format that and it just works yeah. I've never had those three guys on together but individually several times I've had Jim uh, Kunzer, I've had on a bunch, and uh, man, I mean, you got you got like three face cards coming out later. Yeah, no, dude, I I think I had them all on, and I got to give a shout out to my 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 buddy Dan, who I've never actually met. He's just a fan of the show. And by the way, I'm not playing with my phone; I'm posting the live links. Um, my buddy Dan put me in touch with each of them one by one, just as like I think it'd be cool having you talk to them. And I was like, I'll talk to anyone. I don't. All right, and. And then I was like, I think completely independently of knowing that, like, they knew each other. I had no idea. But I just naturally was like, I need to put together Jim and Dave. And it was, like, a great show. And then I was like, I need to put together Tom and Dave. And it was a great show. And then it was just like, I imagine it's Oppenheimer. Have Or, no, it wasn't technically him. It was Leo Szilard. He was walking across the street, and he, that's when he had the realization that the A-bomb could work that the how the atoms you know the generations expand out and it was his eureka moment and i think i just had this moment where i was like what if i put them all together <laughs> and then dropped it on a japanese city <laughs> and it like and they are they are hands down like those those episodes nothing more consistently outperforms everything else than than those i mean insurrection cast we're doing kosovo cast later de-dollarization cast uh, I think we did Apple Pies and False Flags. That was another one. They're my favorite fucking ad. They're so much fun. They're absolutely so much fun. You should try to put them together, man. It, they're a fucking... They are a... They're like mixing, like... What is it? What are you not supposed to mix? Like chlorine and ga and bleach or something? That's what they are. Thought, wasn't it popping uh, uh, sugar with those pop candy and put them in Coca-Cola and your face will blow up or whatever? It's something like that. There's a lot of, like... A lot of, like... No one really knows which ones, like, you're not supposed to do. But I think one of them's, like, you're not supposed to put, to put together, like, no, I think, yeah, no, bleach and chlorine. And that's what they're like. And then it's, like, putting it in front of a fan and just, like, <laughs> gassing an orphanage. And that's what they are. And I fucking love talking to them. But, um, yeah. I can't what, wait to listen. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to it later, man. It, that's my pitch. That's my sales pitch. 
it's um, and it is like hurting. It's it's like hurting cats though. This is actually a unique episode because normally to get them all together, it's like like Jim Jim never replies all, so he I'm just like constantly like forwarding his reply to the other guys. Dave always gets the day wrong. He's like, I can't do it today. I'm like, I wasn't asking about today. I was asking about four days from now. Per the Luongo's the only one on point. And it normally, because of that, it normally takes like two weeks to get them all together. But I emailed them all, I think yesterday or two days ago. And I was like, let's do a podcast Friday. They're all on board. So, yeah, I mean, if anybody was hoping for any other normal conversation, it's not. This is just me and Mike sucking their dicks because we're, we're both fans of them. Um <laughs> Yeah, how did how did you meet them? I I actually found Jim. Uh, it was his articles that kept getting shared on Citizen Free Press. So like I start I started this podcast five years ago, maybe five years ago in September, and it was like when I started it, it was just I mean, kind of give a little background on me. It was just I love to run. I like talking about running. I love boxing. I'm one of five people that still watches it, and uh, and I like. I like food. So I'd have chefs on. I live in Arizona. I would go up to flag all these runner Olympic hopefuls were up there and I'd go over to LA and like, I would try to find people on Instagram. I was a telemarketer like in, when I was in high school. So I just cold calling and so copiers and just cold calling and asking 10 people, maybe three will say, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then it evolved when COVID started. Um, I just got more like paying attention to things and like, so I learned about Citizen Free Press. I don't even know how I found out about that website. But Jim's articles were always shared on there. Yeah. And uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, I looked up his website. His phone number was listed. And I just called him. And we chatted for a bit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I lo- his blogs are fantastic. Short. They're not long. Yeah. He puts them out every Monday and Friday. And uh, we just, you know, we hit it off. And then I would, you know, hit him up periodically. I didn't, I don't like to bother people too much. Yeah. Uh, and I'd hit him up, and he's always like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Luongo, I saw his stuff was on Zero Hedge, and um, I Twitter. I I had only got been on Twitter for two years, I think, and that was only because Lee Mignon, if you know who she is, no. the you know the regional whistleblower out of Wuhan. Oh, okay. She was. She said, create a Twitter. I only had Instagram. I'm like, I got enough shit going on. I don't need Twitter to like suck more of my time. And she goes, create a Twitter and I'll retweet it. And I was like, okay. Wait, who, who, is, Instagram. who is that? Lee Mignon, Dr. Lee Mignon. She was the one that was on Tucker Carlson back in 2020. She escaped from Hong Kong, the United States. Yeah, a few times. Can you, can, can I completely just like poach that guest from you? Can, can, oh, I don't care. And yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I, I, I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to make an introduction for you. That would be. Hey, by the way, if anybody's watching, this is how the sausage is made. It's just shameless requests. Like, <laughs> you know what? Look, I, I, I don't mind with anybody, man. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, people look at. We're all, we're all working towards something, but we're all doing something different. I mean, I, I don't. You know, you and I have had similar people, some of the same people on. But man, your humor and the way you like. I mean, your intro with Peter McCullough. I thought that was hilarious. You were like, well. Hopefully he's not going to forget about me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Dr. McCall. <laughs> yeah. Dr. McCall is too humble. He's like, no, you'll forget about me. I'm like, you're literally like on every – he made a Twitter video one time where he was like, you know, I've been on these big shows, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Joe Rogan, Tommy's podcast. I've been on that. I was like, what the f- why, why would you do that? Like, I, it's, I almost feel like he's getting like, like a tax rebate for like charity work with retards, and I qualify as one. <laughs> like <laughs> – 
You know, he is. He was here last week. I was at a, uh, an event that he was at, and I'll tell you, man. I mean, he is just that guy will make time for you know anybody. for anybody. Which yeah, he speaks volumes to him. I mean, I try to connect with like certain people, and they're like, no, I don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah. And they're nowhere near the level of what he is. Yeah, but he he makes time for people, and I mean, I I commend him for that. He doesn't he doesn't need to talk to me. I had him on here last year, and um, you know, he did. Uh, me him coming on my podcast isn't benefiting him any anymore. And that's, you know, in terms of that, it, it does speak volumes to people. And like, no, no, you know, neither you or I are ever entitled. We're not owed anything. So if someone doesn't come on a show, it doesn't necessarily speak ill of them, right? You know, like the president has no reason to come on my show. And that doesn't make me like dislike the president anymore, you know? And I don't mean Biden or Trump. I just mean the office of the, you know, I'm not like, well, fuck him for not coming on my, no, it's like, dude, but people that are pushing a message that they find important, like a Dr. McCullough, he's like, this is saving lives. That's how, you know, they're genuine because they'll go on any show because they understand that. I think the first time Dr. Malone was on here, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, we can wrap it up if you want. I don't want to like take your time. And he was like, no, he's like, you have a more millennial audience, and I don't think they've heard this yet. And this is like six months before he went on Rogan. And it's like, well, there's a guy that genuinely is trying to get to the most people possible. Versus if you have people that are like, we need to talk about, you know, climate this or the impending war that. And then you're like, hey, I'd love to have you on my show, and maybe we can get the word out. And they're like, what's your user base? You know, can I push my book? And I'm like, what? They're like, what are your metrics on like audiobook click-throughs? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And they're like, well, what are your <laughs> iTunes number? I'm like, I'm banned from iTunes. They're like, what's your YouTube channel? I'm like, I'm banned. And they just stop replying. And you're like, you're just, you don't, you don't give a shit. You're just trying to make, which is fine. You're allowed to just make money, but it's kind of sleazy if you're making money under the guise of, I'm trying to do something for the public, right? I mean, my, it's just funny you say that. I um, So when I started all this, again, coming back to that for a second. Oh, yeah, and I said, no, 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 it's okay. No, no, but it ties into what you just said. I, I've said for a long time, and I said it on, the, on my podcast a bunch, um, Freddie Roach, if you know who that is, he's a boxing trainer. So he used to train Manny Pacquiao, okay. Mike Tyson, Oscar De La Hoya. He's been friends with our family for years. So I, as a little kid, I grew up, he was a professional fighter and he ended up started. He started becoming a trainer, and he started training Mickey Rourke and then okay. Virgil Hunter, and on and on and on. His career just took off. But when he was training Manny Pacquiao, I mean, he was seven-time trainer of the year. He got diagnosed with Parkinson's in his upper twenties. Had a show on HBO about his life. It's fantastic if you've never seen it. Called "On Freddie Roach." And so anyway, he was the sixth guy I'd ever had on here. It was like my dream to have him. To, to I went down to L.A. I was in the gym in Hollywood, sitting with him, and we recorded an episode. I was so nervous. Hell yeah! Like he called Mickey Rourke a pussy on the podcast. <laughs> True story. First podcast he ever did. <laughs> and uh, um, so, but anyway, uh, he would always say in his documentaries when you see him on HBO or whatever, he would sign autographs for anybody. He would always take time for a photo and an autograph. He's like, I'm not that busy. I'll take time for people. I know it's going to bring satisfaction to somebody, so I'll do it. And he's like, what I'm doing is not changing history. And they portrayed him of that, and I spent enough time with him to know that's how he is. He doesn't take himself too seriously. So coming back to what you just said, uh, you know, when people are like, well, what are your metrics? or what are you? It's like, okay, why are you doing this? Like, what, what, 
you, you know, if you're on the conservative end or freedom or, you know, whatever your position is, is it about selling merch? And again, I mean, it's fine. You got to make a living. I understand that. But, you know, when Freddie had a, there was an article about in USA Today when Manny Pacquiao had won another one other title or something. And this woman from Shanghai had traveled to L.A. I mean, this gym at the time was like you couldn't get in when Pacquiao was there. Like cops were there. Celebrities would go in there. It was the place to be. And this woman traveled and said, train my son. He said, I don't I don't have the time. And she said, I'm paraphrasing the article, but she said, name your price, whatever. Name the dollar amount. He goes, you don't understand. It's not about the money. I just don't have the time. And I remember talking to my family member about that, about that article. And he said, yeah, you got people don't understand about him. It was never about the money. Mm. You know, he slept on the floor at the gym because he couldn't afford to live anywhere at that time until he eventually, you know, grew and grew and grew. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like that, but like, what's, you know, is it that hard to give a little bit of time to somebody? Hmm. And he started asking metrics and numbers and I, I don't know. I mean, and that, I guess you have a right to do that, but no, you do. No, no. It's, I mean, to preface it yet. Yeah, no, you technically do. And you don't even have to give a reason like that's, I'm very much on the, you know, I don't know if I have Stockholm syndrome or if I just have a, if I just have a strong moral fabric. It's a fine line. I'm not sure which one it is. But like <laughs> to this day, I still hold that like YouTube's a private or Google or Alphabet or whatever the fuck owns the CIA. It's all the CIA. But like, you know, it, in, in theory, we're going to call it a private company. They're a private company, even though I've been banned from two years and that utterly fucked me in more ways than I can adequ- adequately describe. I still hold they're a private company because and I can say this honestly. I've had the foresight to say, God willing, my show becomes huge one day. I want people to be able to dig back years and never be a gotcha moment. They can never go, see, he was calling for, so let's say my show gets massive and people go, well, you know, he doesn't interview enough Democrats or he doesn't interview enough whatever the fuck. And someone could then argue, well, you know, it's a podcast so big, maybe it's a public service. Maybe it's a, no, I've stuck by my, by my morals, despite it really, you know, fucking me in the ass financially. But I've always said these are private companies. So as a preface to that is like they all are private individuals, right? You don't have to do anything. But it's it leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you see someone saying, I'm trying to bring awareness to X, Y, and Z. And go, yeah, sure, I'd love to have you on, man. And they go, what are your metrics? And you're like, well, dude, that's right. Now, if you're J.K. Rowling and you're just making books about shit that doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't flaw her for being like, what are your metrics? I'd be like, you are the Harry Potter lady. Like you don't you that you have every right to do. Right. Or maybe someone like the president or the secretary of defense. They might actually not have enough time in the day to do your shitty podcast. Right. So big Tommy. Sorry. Right. Right. That makes more sense. I think what you and I are kind of both agreeing on is is it's the people that are just trying to get the message out there. I'm like, would you like to talk? And they're like, how many followers do you have? And I'm like, you're not, you're not trying to get the message out there. Imagine if Mother Teresa, maybe this will word it better. Imagine if you went to her and you're dying of leprosy or some shit, and she asked you what your tax bracket is. You'd be like, you'd be like, bitch, what? <laughs> you know what? She'll she'll heal you. It'll it's her PR person that will that will cut you off. 
So you wouldn't even be able to get to her because her Mother Teresa's PR person would be like, Tommy, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Your, your, your tax bracket's not high enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the hospital. You, no one will be turned down, but like you will, you will receive a phone call a month later about your bill, which is fine, right? But they don't, they're not trying to act like they're not that. It's the people that, and again, this is how you know, like it speaks volumes to people is people that if you just reach out to them and you're not an asshole and you're not trying to do gotcha journalism, They'll come on, and not not to like insert this, but people that really believe in what they're saying aren't afraid to come on and talk about it. Right? It's when you have someone who goes, "Hey, you know, I'd reach out to you, and you know, my show is admittedly a little more like right leaning, but you know, I'd love to have you on, and you know, kind of give." you know, kind of give some airtime to the opposing view and maybe we can all learn. And they're like, I'm not coming on your fascist show. I'm like, yeah, I get that's like a kind of knee-jerk reaction. I'm a white guy with the American flag. That's fine. I don't take any insult to it. But do you want to come on and talk about the merits of, like, an open border or something? I don't know. You know, change my mind. Tell me why vaccine mandates are good. You'll never get them. They'll just block you. They'll say no. And I'm like, you don't actually believe in anything you're saying. So you... You put out inflammatory shit and you hijack onto trending hashtags because you're a brain dead zombie. And so if the new if the new trend is to say, you know, white guys are bad or DeSantis is a Nazi, there's no there's no independent critical thought going on behind their eyes. And that's kind of another thing I've learned from this show. I don't know how we got onto this or why I'm bringing that up, but no, no, you know, it, did you find it hard though? Like, I can't even reach out to people on the opposite right now. I, I just can't talk to those people. I can't even. I'm getting to a point in my own personal life. I can't talk to these people. Like, I, I go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, no, no, I, no, I was sorry to interrupt. I, was, no, I personally can. It might make me hot under the collar, but I also take it as like a training thing. I'm like, I want to be able to talk to someone I disagree with. I like that. It's fuck, but I like that feeling of like getting red in the face and being like, I disagree with this person. But there's no greater thing than when you talk to someone who isn't just like you're a stupid white concert, but they actually point out like why your argument's wrong. That's the best feeling because that's learning and growth. That's when you go to the gym and have a great workout and it fucking hurt, but you know you built muscle. So I can talk to them. I literally can't get them on my show. I, the door is <laughs> open. I'm like, I'd love to have you on. Tell my all white male military veteran audience why abortion's stunning and brave. And the response will just be like, fuck you, Nazi. And I'm like, I don't even know what that I don't even know what that is, right? Just just come on the show. Tell me on the show why I'm a cuck bitch Nazi. And like they, they won't. And I'm like, I don't even I don't even understand you. Maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe they're a bot. I don't know. Yeah, and that's and that's what's sad, man. I, I mean, you're you're better than me, though. I mean, I I, I I I there's a girl that I was personally I was good friends with, and when all this stuff started, um, she's in healthcare, and she was like, went way to me it was just the behavior was out of control. Like, we're all gonna die. Everybody needs to be locked down. You know, Trump. I hope he catches COVID and dies. And like all this stuff, and I'm like, man, you're an adult. Like, how can you behave like this? Well. Fast forward and started, you know, as my show started going to the right and having some of the same similar physicians and people that you've had on, 
Uh, I mean, I started my first healthcare was Ryan Cole in that okay. space. And um, she started like just going around saying, like saying all these nasty things about me and how, you know, like your right wing and, you know, all these, all these things. And, uh, and this person was injecting people, like was injecting people with those shots. I can't even associate with that anymore, yeah. especially, I, I don't know about you, but like people that I've talked to and the people like, you know, I was in St. Louis with Molly James last summer. And I, I mean, if I was to associate myself with somebody like that, who has shown no remorse, I can't, I can't live with myself. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I guess I haven't reached out to people that dumb, right? As I at least try to be like, come on and like, tell me why, why I'm incorrect or something. Um, I mean, really, the only people I'll ever, like, inhibit from being on my show are, like, active calls for violence or, like, active, like, hateful racism. Like, you can do and say whatever you want. I don't care. You can hold whatever belief you want. I don't... It doesn't even matter that I don't care. I have no control over your own beliefs. To say that you can't hate someone, that's like me saying, like, don't you ever think about elephants again. It doesn't matter whether or not I'm okay with you thinking about it. You're just going to do it. Just fuck off, Tommy. The only people I've ever, like, not allowed on my show are people that, like, I want to come on and just really point out, like, the like the brain size differences between, like, whites, Jews, and blacks. And I'm like, we're not doing that. That's <laughs> You're not coming on my show and doing that. That's hateful. You're just being hateful. Like, I, I have black friends that are doctors. I have Jewish friends. Shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not doing that. And then and then people that are, like, clearly feds that are like, I just want to come on and talk about how important it is for us to take back our country, which is fine. And then they go, and, you know, a bunch of us, if we just get together and, you know, stockpile actual emails I've gotten, if we just really put together our weapons and put our heads together, I'm like, fuck off. Like, this is, <laughs> this is so clearly... Like, I just think we should get together, talk about the importance of the Bill of Rights, and then march on Washington armed to the teeth. And I'm like, this is such like a, it's almost insulting that I got such like a low-end fed, right? Those people are just fucking retarded. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm more and more so I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm trying less and less to hunt down guests and just kind of letting it happen. Which, I don't know if it's going to work out for the best or not. But I've been doing that for most of 2023. Of just kind of letting them show up on my shore, if you will. And that's actually probably been like the most enjoyable method I've done yet. Yeah. Who's who's on your list that you haven't spoken with that you would love to? Like, I, I had this. Do you have any... Do you have any um... I talk about this, uh, you know, when I started this, there were two people that I wanted on and I was fortunate. I had Freddie on right at the beginning. And the other one is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> like I just love, I love his story of the Rocky screenplay and the fact that that actual fight where the movie was based off of was a fight in Cleveland in the seventies. Yeah. I don't know if you that, but no. that was Chuck Wepner and Muhammad Ali. Apollo Creed is Muhammad Ali. Okay. And if you think about it, like it totally makes sense. I know, you know the charisma yeah. of Apollo. Yeah. yeah. And Chuck Wepner was Rocky. And they did. They've done documentaries, The Real Rocky, and actually, I think there's a movie uh, about Chuck Wepner. But he was the bailed bruiser in New Jersey, like for the mob, kind of how Rocky. Remember how it was a break your thumbs and and Stallone wrote the you know he wrote a script and he couldn't get anybody to finance it. 
and they offered him like three hundred grand, but he couldn't be in it. Yeah, no, I've, I've, so yeah. You, you, like so, I just thought it would always be cool to to chat with him about that, uh, or just in general. But who's somebody for you? Is there anybody that you'd love to have on that? Yeah, there's like a five person list. I've always wanted to have on. I've always wanted to talk to Trump because I think that would just be. I think he's like one of the funniest people alive. I don't even care what people think about his politics. It's not not funny to like tweet from the toilet as the president and like taunt other world leaders. That's hilarious. That's objectively hilarious. And if you disagree, fuck you. That's funny. That's if you can't laugh at that, this world's fucked and we should launch the nukes. That's hilarious. Um, I want to talk about, and I also think Trump would tell you shit about like the presidency that you're not supposed to talk about. I think he would start telling you about like nuclear bunkers and like classified aircraft and shit. Like, I think that would be sick. Like we've had a base on the moon since the seventies. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I think that would be great. Second would be Elon Musk. Cause I think he's probably the most visionary person of like the last millennia in terms of not just making money, but, um, you know, Jeff Bezos is impressive in that he's like a modern day Carnegie or a Rockefeller, but it doesn't seem too wildly visionary. He's mastered the craft and has completely changed the the business of purchasing commercial goods, but ultimately it's still not necessarily new. You're just purchasing. Com- it's just a modern version of going down to the city and getting apples or something. So I wouldn't really want to talk to him, but Elon Musk, because of the concept of like self landing rockets and itself going to another planet, that seems like a more meta theme of like, it's not even economics. It's like deeply like, human species DNA in this weird simulation we're in. And then also, like, Neuralink about looking at how we are approaching another massive step in evolution. Not akin to the printing press or flight, but something even bigger, like apes standing up straight or using their thumbs or using spoken language. We are approaching a, a new cusp of, 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 of organic life evolving into merging with machines and then accelerating its own intelligence, which is... I mean, we're coming up to a black hole. No one knows. It is as indistinguishable. What's coming is as indistinguishable. It's not like being in 1910 and being like, well, all right, so we have planes. They're eight years old. You could probably theorize they're going to get bigger and faster. That's not too bold of an assertion, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. We have phones. It's not too bold of an assertion to go, yeah, I I bet in a decade this phone will be 10 times stronger than my desktop iMac. That's not like... It's not a visionary statement. Right. It's a visionary statement to be like, we're going to merge with machines and then augment our intelligence. And as we get more intelligent, we'll be more capable to augment our intelligence even faster. Like what? That's that's not saying like, if I swim faster, I can eat more plankton. That's like one fish being like, I'm going to try to fucking break through the surface and get onto land. And it's like, what the fuck? Like the first ape that was like, yo, fuck these bananas. I'm going to stand up straight. It was like, the fuck are you talking? Like, we're coming up onto a truly, like, black hole of evolution. So, number two, Elon Musk. Uh, number three, Alex Jones. Because <laughs> I, I think that would actually probably be funnier than... If I had on Alex Jones, I'd want him on with Trump. So, maybe those two can be combined. Because that would I, just I be... You should be able to... Not to interrupt you, but you should be able to connect with Alex Jones, No. I have gotten so close to him. I've met him. I've put, I've actually 
put him in touch with people and I can't get him on my show. And to me, that's like, yeah, I'm a lot smaller. I don't really take any insult to that. I'd, I'd love to have him on, but it's, he's a massive figure. He owes me nothing. I'd love to have him on though. Um, I think that would just be, if I had him and Trump on, I would just get drunk as fuck and just like see how far it gets. Like the podcast should end by it being cut off by the internet service provider. Like that's how I'd want it to end. I'd want like Trump being like, all right, I've been out to area 51, like, you know, and everyone like leaning in and then just beep. Like that's how I'd want it to end. Um, number four, Bob Lazar. I've put a lot, a lot of thought into this. If you can't tell number four, Bob Lazar. I would just want to pick his brain about Area 51. I think he's telling the truth, but who knows? Maybe he's not. But I just really want to pick his brain about that. Because the way he describes it, he's like, it is the gemstone. It is the crown jewel of the military-industrial complex, is alien technology. And it's unique because it's not something we're developing. It's something we're reverse engineering. This is all assuming he's telling the truth. In that... It's not like the A-bomb or something where you're keeping it secret as you develop it. This is unique in that the A-bomb is something like you're a goalie in hockey or soccer. You're keeping everyone else away from it, right? This thing you're protecting. UFO technology is a lot more like getting a rebound. You're backing everyone away, but you still don't know where it's going. So you're keeping everyone else the fuck away. So you can do it. It's, it's like a weird thing. It's like if you're like disarming a bomb and you had like three guys protecting you, you'd be like, keep shooting everyone else because I haven't figured it out yet. To me, that's such like a cool intellectual puzzle of we keep, again, allegedly, we keep UFO technology stored away in a mountain in the desert. And every 10 years, we take another crack at it. And we've been doing this since the 40s and we still haven't figured it out. But we're not letting anyone else near it because we know whoever controls this controls the world. And then number five is Lieutenant General James Abramson, who headed up SDI under Reagan, the Strategic Defense Initiative, Star Wars, space-based lasers. He's still alive, and he's mentally coherent. He's, he serves on, like, the board of directors of, like, a couple defense contractors. He's, like, 90. I'd love to have him on and just try to use my own discernment and be like, was SDI horseshit or was it real? So that's a very long answer to your question, but those are the five people. And what's interesting is all five of them could be paired with any of the other five, and I think it would still be great. And yeah. you could you could even interchange them with some of the Rat Pack, too. They would be their own Rat Pack. Like Alex <laughs> Jones and Elon Musk, fire. Alex Jones and Trump, fire. Trump and Elon Musk, fire. Bob Lazar and Elon Musk, fire. Like Bob Lazar and Donald Trump, fire. Like they're all... Abramson and, and Lazar, the fire. It would all be great. It would be fantastic. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe just to melt everyone down, I'd maybe like to have on Putin and just be like, <laughs> just try to ru ru ruffle feathers. And I'll just be like, I want to say that I support you, Vlad. Everyone else has a Ukraine flag in their Twitter bio. I have a right. Even if I didn't, it would just be fun to make pay people hate me even more. But yeah. God, you know what's crazy about that is I had Gonzalo Lira on. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. Didn't they? I thought, wasn't it like a rumor last year that he got like beheaded or something? Well, I don't know about that, but two days after I recorded with He's him. He's a journalist, right? Yeah, he got arrested in Ukraine. Yeah, there was. He's looking at 
for like twelve hours. Years. It was trending that he got beheaded like last summer, and then it went away. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And that guy, he—I mean, I talked to him for almost two hours, <sighs> and two days later, like Ukrainian police, militia, whatever, came to his apartment and they arrested him. He hasn't been heard from since. Maybe he was beheaded. Well, they're ta- they're talking like five to eight years. He's looking at for being a pro, I think they're labeling him as a pro-Russian, pro-Putin, um, living in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. Like, you know, the world we're in right now, you know, it's, it's when you, all the people you speak with, man, like talking about this stuff, uh, you know, are you optimistic of where we're at? I am. And it's not just some blind optimism. I look at like, like the I have to be so I look at like the podcast and how much it frustrates me, and that it hasn't become what I want it to be yet. But whenever I look at like things that aren't clouded by my own emotion, and when I don't get feedback from fam, because family will always be like it's great, which is why they're family, but they're not right. right? They're not valuable critics. I love them. Yeah, yeah, right. If we had ten thousand moms, we'd be good. Or we'd all be good. I'd I'd still be in the basement. I wouldn't. You know, why learn to walk? I'm good as I am. Why learn to talk? I don't need. I have diapers, right? And then I also don't give in to people that are like, "You're a fucking piece of shit." And then you, know, you go find their profile picture. They're a nine hundred pound chick with like a a street lamp bolted through their nose and half their head shaved, and the other half is a neon flag. And you're like, "Oh, you're a fox who's attracted to children or something." Like you're not real. You're a you're just a walking insulin time bomb. Like, I don't value that either. Whenever I look at the actual metrics of, like, subscribers, views, downloads, income, though still laughable, it is increasing, and it's increasing exponentially. So I always have to kind of just be sober and go, it is working. And as much as the... Have you ever been in, like, a bad mood and you almost don't want to be in a good mood? You're just acting like a kid. You're like, I don't want to cheer up. Fuck this, right? I'll sometimes get so worked up about the pot. I'll be like, fuck, it's not working. And I look at, like, the data, and it's like, no, it is working. You, you can keep being a, a little pussy faggot, but no, it's working. It's working slowly, <laughs> but it's working. Um, so the reason I say all of that is, is I try to examine just human activity on this planet with whatever metrics and data we have going back as far as we have. The lifespan's increasing. And this is important. You have to remove all emotion. Remove Democrat, Republican. Remove remove the concept of America. Remove the concept of nation states. Forget language. I mean, really, you got to erase everything from the whiteboard. Well, some people like pop and some people like rap. No, shut the fuck up. I mean, regardless of if they have a horse and buggy or a Lamborghini. Like, no, remove everything and just examine the trend. Lifespan's increasing. IQ is increasing. Quality of life is increasing. Access to information is increasing. Deaths by violence, be it crime or war, is decreasing in gross numbers and in percentage. Every trend. You think, aside from you think death... You think I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you think like death by violence, even like in the urban areas in America, you think that's decreasing? Provably, this is again, this is not emotion. This is provably deaths by 
percentage in terms of global death just by killing each other and then by actual numbers was increasing from the dawn of time until 1945 when we dropped a nuke. It has been decreasing since. That doesn't mean it's gone away. It's still very noticeable. The percentage, as the population increases, it's still going down. Average IQ is still increasing. So despite every retarded TikTok we see, despite, you know, however many people are gunned down in Chicago every weekend, like, you know, every weekend it's like 100,000 dead in Chicago or whatever the fuck it is. Despite all of that, and then we can determine why are we seeing that? Is it social media amplification? Are there political agendas behind it? Again, remove everything. Remove the profit motive. Remove campaigns. Remove everything. And look at the cold, hard data of everything. And it's not a straight line. It's, it's like a stock market. But if you look at the trend going back 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, 10,000 years. Every possible metric of human life getting better. Lifespan, intelligence quality of life, health and wealth, access to information, violence, domestic war, anything. Availability of food, availability of water. It is, everything is trending in the direction of an objectively better life. So back what we were saying about like, if I tell you don't believe, don't think about elephants... It doesn't matter whether or not I'm okay with you thinking about elephants or not okay with it. The argument's a moot point. You're going to do whatever the fuck you want anyway. It's like if somebody said, you know, I disagree with Tommy, but I'm okay with his podcast staying on Rumble. Thank you for your criticism, but it doesn't matter what you think. Bill from Iowa. Like, I'm going to keep doing it, right? It doesn't fucking matter, right? It doesn't matter if I approve of Biden or not. He's going to just keep on being the president. I'm nothing. I am an ant under an elephant. It doesn't matter whether or not I'm optimistic or not, or whether you are or not. The objective metadata of humanity says it's all trending in the right direction. And in a thousand years, the IQ will double again. Lifespan will probably add another 20 years. There's still going to be war and murder and rape. But objectively, if I ask you your opinion on whether or not this phone is going to fall when I let go of it, what is your opinion really? Does it fucking matter? Well, you technically, I don't believe in gravity, or I have a different view of physics. Shut the fuck up. Three, two, one. It fell. The end. It's what it is. <laughs> whether or not I am for it falling or whether or not I'm against it, regardless of the money I have on the bet, the spread on the game, right? The Celtics just lost in game seven, regardless of how hard me and my dad yelled at the screen. It doesn't fucking matter. So it doesn't matter what I think. it. And then personally, no, I do think it is getting better. I think we're just going through a turbulent time. But very long answer to your question. I think it's getting better. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, you know, in the intelligence thing, uh, and I just look at it like our ability to critically think and use common sense because we put so many processes and protocols in place for everything. And the way people responded, you know, in COVID th- three years ago, I mean, people use no common sense, didn't critically think, and they just fell for it. Like, I, and I, don't, I mean, are people more awake now? How many people didn't do that, though? 
But there wasn't enough. What do you mean there wasn't enough? They didn't roll it out effectively. They can't hide the vaccine injuries. Guys like you and I are chatting with Dr. McCullough. You don't need everybody. You need a very small percentage. You right. don't need that's kind of the beauty of it. Is you don't need 100% of people. You need 100% of people to go along with a lie for that lie to keep propagating. You need one person to be like, "No, nah, the world's not flat, man. I think it's a globe." And you know, they will burn them at the stake. Like <laughs> there's a good chance we'll get killed. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. You, you, we say it did, didn't matter. Three years ago, I hadn't heard of Rumble. I don't know what the fuck Getter was. <laughs> right? <laughs> but Rumble's grown like a thousand percent a month for like three years now. Can you imagine three years ago being like a new upstart company is going to take on YouTube? You'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> take on I YouTube. Didn't bother, I didn't even bother putting my stuff on YouTube because I figured it, it will never make it. So. Well, you're a smarter man than I. But imagine that. That's like going back 20 years ago and being like, Blockbuster will no longer be the movie. You'd be like, what? Yes, it will. No, it's Netflix. What the fuck's Netflix? So, I don't even know if it was a bad thing if Rumble was created. I, I can't I can't see how it's bad. But um, I know that this has been a, an hour of incoherent rambling. And uh, as always, I come back to Aliens and Nuclear War. Um, but we got to wrap this one up, actually, because I have on a guest in a couple minutes, and we're about to talk about UFOs. Um, I didn't even plan that. That's, but, uh, dude, I'd love to have you on again. I'd love to do your show if you, if, uh, if I can. Um, I'm not being an asshole inviting myself. He asked me beforehand. Um, no, I did ask. Yeah, no, no, yeah. we, we gotta, you gotta come on, man. We can yeah, chat. I'd absolutely. Chat for a while. I'd love to. Uh, I know this one wasn't as long as it should have been, but I'm an asshole and schedule more podcasts than I can do because I have no. Higher order thinking skills. I'm a hamster in a wheel. I'm like, I can do this many podcasts. And at the end of the day, I'm like, why am I so tired? And it doesn't make sense, doesn't need to make sense. Um, In the description is the link to your show and I believe your Twitter and I think even also your email if people want to reach out to you. Um, Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. I appreciate appreciate it. Thanks for uh, having me on, man. Great chat with you. And uh, yeah, anytime. Fuck we got to yeah. talk about Boston sports, and, and I can – yeah, I grew up a Celtic fan, even though I'm from Cleveland, so I was a big Larry Bird guy. But we'll you know, I, we'll save that for another time. I know sports through osmosis through my dad. I don't know a goddamn thing about it, but growing up in New England, I've, I've learned to – I've learned that Tom Brady is the second coming of Christ and that um, the Red Sox will always hurt you. That's what, I, that's what I've learned, and that Larry Bird's the goat. But uh, – Dude, thank you for coming on. If you could, could you please send me an email like right now so I remember to uh, to send it along to you, and then we'll schedule another one? Absolutely. That would be awesome. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, thank you for watching. Please go check them out. And if anybody out there, through some grace of God, has a connection with Alex Jones, Elon Musk, President Trump, Bob Lazar, or Lieutenant General James Abramson, put him in touch with me. Maybe it's natural selection. Maybe it's nature doing its job by me not being able to talk to them. Maybe it's the right thing. Well, I, 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 the the rate you're going, man, you're going to get some of those guys on. I'll get them on eventually. Dude, the podcast will have succeeded when I'm sitting here with a glass of rum and coke, just, just fucking snorting at her all, yelling at Elon Musk, why won't he release the documents about the aliens? That's when the show will have peaked. And then hopefully I'll <laughs> die of a heart attack live on air. Until That's then... Dude, I got to wrap this one up. I got another one. Thank you so much for coming on. Please shoot me an email. Guys, go check them out. Go follow them on Twitter. Recording stopped. Mike, so great talking. Peace.